WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock News Block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by the Town Crier Wire. Download the free local news app today. In the newsroom, I'm Andrew Green. Police have identified a man killed following a chase that started in Niles on Wednesday as 32-year-old Joshua Ringle of South Bend. Indiana State Police say officers in Niles tried to pull Ringel over for a traffic violation last night when he took off and led them into Indiana. He crashed his vehicle near Memorial Hospital and was shot by police. He was found dead on the banks of the St. Joseph River. A female passenger in his vehicle was not hurt or arrested. Indiana State Police have not released any additional information on the shooting. A recall effort against Benton Harbor Area Schools Board of Education trustee Trenton Bowens can move forward, although its backers don't have much time. The Berrien County Election Commission this week approved the latest recall language filed against Bowens, finding it was clear. However, petitioners only have until August 4th to collect the 2,151 signatures needed to get on the November ballot. Plus, Bowens has a 10-day appeal period during which no signatures can be collected. Fellow school board member Elnora Gavin filed the latest recall language against Bowens, seeking his removal for voting against the boiler replacement at the high school back in March. Benton Harbor Mayor Marcus Mohammed has weighed in on the recall effort, saying on social media the fifth recall petition waged against Bowens is, quote, a waste of taxpayer money. Work to expand broadband Internet to more rural areas of Berrien County could ramp up early next year. Midwest Energy and Communications Chief Technology Officer Terry Rubenthaler updated the Berrien County Board of Commissioners today on what's next now that his company's received tentative approval of a state grant of $27 million for broadband. He said the grant will roll out 433 miles of fiber in Berrien County, serving 5,256 customers who currently have no access and another 4,800 who do. Midwest is lining up suppliers now. Construction is going to have to ramp up to close to 1,000 miles a year. We're over 20 miles a week. Rubenthaler said the 45-day challenge period for the grant will end August 4th, and so far there have been no challenges to Midwest funding. He's confident the company will get the money. He says people always ask him when their property will get served. We haven't put that out there yet. So I don't know the answer to that question yet. We're waiting until final awards, 100% sure we know we won and where we won. Because if there is a challenge, they could remove some addresses. Rubenthaler said the engineering will determine which areas get service first. Berrien County put up $4.5 million to supplement Midwest grant. The company is also working in Van Buren and Cass counties. All three counties have contributed to the effort, along with 33 townships. Rubenthaler said Midwest Energy and Communications wants to hit the ground running early next year. The entire project has to be finished in 2026. The Berrien County Board of Commissioners is making a push to get a new 911 tower constructed in South County ahead of the deadline following some setbacks. County Administrator Brian DeSette tells us the first site selected for the tower in Buchanan was deemed unsuitable. That's after Native American artifacts were found there. A search identified two alternate sites, one in Buchanan Township and the other in Bertrand Township. Commissioners today approved a $975,000 change order to the county's agreement with Motorola to move forward with studies of the new sites. Deset says that $975,000 is a worst-case scenario. The reason for this worst-case scenario is we have a $5 million grant from uh, the state of Michigan that was awarded back in November of 21. At that time, we thought we would have plenty of time to, to work through this project. We're getting closer and closer to uh, 2024. We need to have the project agreement wrapped by the end of 2024, and as a result, we're trying to move with uh, a higher degree of speed. 
However, the good news is that if either of the new sites is deemed suitable, the cost to the county likely will come in lower than 975000 Studies are being done now, and the change order is an insurance policy to ensure there are no further delays. The new tower is being built to address coverage deficiencies in South County. Joseph Alfonso is making a second run for Michigan's 4th District congressional seat. The Democrat tells us he ran in the last election, gaining valuable experience. He says he believes this second campaign can build on that momentum. After that time, a lot of people decided that they'll be more involved and have a more vested interest in the community that we felt was worth fighting for, and we gained a lot more support. The son of immigrants, Alfonso, grew up in New York City. He later joined the Marine Corps and served throughout Asia. He came to West Michigan after marrying his wife, who's from the region, and most recently worked for the city of Kentwood's inspection department. He says traveling around the district, he has a sense people are tired of partisanship. They're not a fan of these culture wars, and it's increasingly becoming just hot-button issue after another one. Rather than talk about what the real issues are, whether it be people aren't getting paid enough for their job, or their water isn't clean, or they're not getting the services and the improvements in their community that they've waited for years and years for. Alfonso says his top issues are protecting Social Security and military benefits, water quality, and ensuring the government focuses on the issues that affect real people. He'll face Jessica Swartz in a primary to challenge Congressman Bill Heisinger in next year's election. The latest phone scam in Van Buren County has the scammers dropping some names to trick their would-be victims. The Van Buren County Sheriff's Department says it's getting reports of people being called and told there are warrants out for their arrest or that they need to have federal fingerprints taken. They're then told to pay the caller either through wire transfers or prepaid gift cards. The callers are also mentioning the names of well-known Van Buren County Sheriff's Department staff to sound more credible. The Van Buren County Sheriff's Department reminds everyone it would never call someone demanding money, not in the form of wire transfers or gift cards. If you get such a call, just hang up. It's a scam. A community garden tour is planned in Benton Harbor for August 2nd. Mosaic CCDA Director Gabrielle Engel tells us they're showcasing five community gardens. And each one is a little bit unique and different. Some provide fresh fruits and vegetables to the community members. Others are youth service projects, so there are teens that are engaged throughout the summer. Engel says the movement to open community gardens has gained momentum in recent years. A majority of these gardens are lots. Um, that were vacant. And as many are aware, there are quite a few vacant lots within Benton Harbor. The gardens to be featured in the garden tour are the Gallery Art Garden, the Table, Flourish, and the BH Children, Youth, and Young Adult Garden, all on Broadway. The fifth garden is the Fresh Start Children's Garden on Pearl Street. And growing together, the Benton Harbor Community Garden Tour will be all day on Wednesday, August 2nd. Engel says it will not be guided so everyone can just stroll over to each community garden at their leisure and talk with the sponsors. She's hoping people will be inspired to start their own community gardens. WSJM News Now continues with your Bloomberg Report. WSJM News Now continues, brought to you by Imperial Furniture in Dwajak, where furniture shopping is fun. This week, Phoenix shattered its record for the most back-to-back days over 110 degrees. Now it's broken another heat record. Here's ABC's Alex Stone. On Wednesday, Phoenix had its hottest day ever, not based on its high temperature of 119 degrees, but when mixed with its low of only 97 degrees, put those together and the average temperature for the entire day was 108 degrees. That breaks the old record of 106.5 degrees set in 1990. 
Phoenix has now been at or above 110 degrees for 20 days and hasn't gone below 90 degrees in 10 days. Las Vegas has been above 110 degrees for six days. The record for Las Vegas, which it's inching toward, is 10 days. Alex Stone, EBC News. Russia pounded Ukraine's southern cities with drones and missiles for a third consecutive night, keeping Odessa in its crosshairs after a bitter dispute over the end of a wartime deal that allowed Ukraine to send grain through a black seaport. Ukrainian officials said today the strikes killed at least two people in Odessa. At least 19 people, including a child, were injured in a nearby city. Russia has targeted Ukrainian grain export infrastructure since it vowed retribution this week for an attack that damaged a bridge between Russia and Crimea. The strikes have helped drive up food prices in countries facing hunger. Meanwhile, with Russia pulling out of that grain deal, there are fears for the global food system, or if maybe sees Inez de la Quatera at the foreign desk. Russia bombarding Ukrainian ports, ruining up to 60,000 tons of grain and damaging storage infrastructure, while simultaneously pulling out of the so-called Black Sea Grain Initiative, which aimed to guarantee safe passage to ships carrying grain exports from Ukraine across the Black Sea. Russian President Putin accusing the West of using the agreement as political blackmail, while Russia's defense ministry declared any ships traveling to Ukraine ports would be deemed possible carriers of military equipment. Grain prices have already risen. And as Delacuatera, ABC News, at the Foreign Desk. Protesters angered by an Iraqi man in Sweden who threatened to burn a copy of the Quran stormed the Swedish embassy in Baghdad. They overran the diplomatic compound and started a fire. Hours later, Iraq's prime minister cut diplomatic ties with Sweden in protest over the desecration of the Islamic holy book. Protesters occupied the diplomatic post for several hours. The staff had evacuated a day earlier. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy reiterated his support for a resolution in the House of Representatives that would expunge both the former President Donald Trump's impeachments. More from ABC's Ike Egyochi. The resolutions to expunge former President Trump's two impeachments come from Chairwoman Elise Stefanik and Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene. Although McCarthy expressed his support for the measure, there's no deal to wipe Trump's impeachment record. Still, McCarthy reiterated that he voted against impeachment, claiming they're purely for political purposes. Both impeachment resolutions came just as the House voted along party lines last month to censure Representative Adam Schiff in part for his role during Trump's first impeachment. Ike Jachi, ABC News, Washington. Robert F. Kennedy is denying that he traffics in racist and hateful online conspiracy theories, testifying at a House hearing on government censorship despite requests from outside groups to disinvite him. Republicans who called the Thursday hearing hope to elevate Kennedy, who is mounting a long-shot Democratic challenge to President Joe Biden. They rejected requests to cancel the appearance. Republicans claim conservatives are unfairly targeted by technology companies working with the government to stem the spread of disinformation online. Big tech companies deny GOP claims of anti-conservative bias. Someone who bought a Powerball ticket in downtown Los Angeles is holding over a billion dollars. The ticket matched all the numbers last night. It was bought at a mini market. More from ABC's Alex Stone. The owners of the Las Palmitas Mini Market in downtown L.A., a husband and wife team, will get a million dollars for selling the winning ticket. They say this is pretty amazing and unexpected, but they really want to know who has a ticket and won $1.08 billion. Wow, we're so happy, you know, especially. We are more happy for the winner, you know. It could be she, it could be he, we don't know yet. The person holding the winning ticket has a year to claim the prize at California Law. Lottery says that person should be hiring a team of financial and legal advisors right now. Alex Stone, ABC News, Los Angeles. As global warming pushes temperatures up, the elevation range where malaria-carrying mosquitoes thrive is rising. 
Researchers have found evidence of the phenomena from the tropical highlands of South America to the mountainous, populous regions of eastern Africa. Scientists now worry people living in areas once inhospitable to the insects, including the slopes of Mount Kilimanjaro and the mountains of eastern Ethiopia, could be newly exposed to the disease. And one of the new stars of the movie Oppenheimer says it might not be what you think. More from ABC's Jason Nathanson. Christopher Nolan's epic Oppenheimer hits theaters tonight. The story of physicist J. Robert Oppenheimer, dubbed the father of the atomic bomb. That's happening, isn't it? Emily Blunt plays Oppenheimer's wife Kitty in the film, and before the actor's strike began, she told us that before reading the script, she wasn't sure if she would connect to the story. And I thought going into it, oh my God, I'm going to be overwhelmed with physics and science that I don't understand. But it's an incredibly emotional story. It's why people are left like feeling like their bones have been shattered because it plays like a horror movie. It's internal. It's a storm. It's a storm of a movie. The first official reviews came in Wednesday, and they're glowing, predicting Oppenheimer is a likely Oscar contender. Jason Nathanson, ABC News, Hollywood.